Hey there, enjoying SBO Perspectives? Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of ASBO International. Yes, this is the official podcast, and I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell, here along with the esteemed... John Bricado. John Bricado. So, uh, a little bit different today, and I like to always preface and kind of give our listeners a little glimmer of uh, who we have on. Um, but I got to tell you that this, for us school business officials that are listening... Um, it might be a little life changing. So, uh, John, maybe go into, you know, how folks can get a little better understanding of, uh, you know, who to interact with. Yeah, today we have Greg Fine on. Greg is a consultant with Tecker International, and our ASBO New York board actually had brought Greg in this past July to do a work with us as a group to really understand who we are as individuals to then hopefully make it more seamless to work with one another. And I have to say, just personally, for me, it was a really eye-opening experience. I think it confirmed a lot of things I already knew about myself, but also opened up some new things uh, that maybe I wasn't focusing so much attention on. But um, I know a lot of our board members got um, a lot out of it. And uh, you know, I think Greg today really goes into the benefits of behavioral assessments and why you should take time out of your day to do that with your, your fellow board members or with your staff or, or you name it. So uh, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Greg. Today on the podcast, we have Greg Fine. Greg is the Principal Consultant at Tecker International. Greg, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Hey, Greg. I was going to say long time no see, but we did correspond. And I think I missed you at the uh, the conference um, last week. But, uh, you know, I know it was a success and that you were there. So, um, you know, we uh, we really love what you do. The first time that we met you in our session uh, with the board, I have to tell you that honestly, um, it's something that it almost enlightens you right away. Like you, like wow, this is something that you know. I where have I had this this whole time been missing? And I felt like the way you broke things down and your experience and how you know what you're able to help others with. This is great, and and we're glad you're able to do this episode. So, um, you know, anything else? We like to always kick it off uh, with just our listeners knowing who's on, right? So if you don't mind maybe taking a moment to tell us about you know, yourself, your, your background, experience um, for our listeners. Sure. And again, it's great to be here. I am a, a longtime association professional. I spent the vast majority of my career working for membership organizations like um, ASBO International. Uh, spent uh, the last, I uh, was the CEO of two organizations. Uh, really began my association career as a lobbyist uh, in the government affairs side. I like to joke that in the early 90s, I went to Washington, D.C. to make the world a better place. Uh, clearly, if you watch the news over the last few weeks, I have failed in that. I was so going to say how that worked out for yeah, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, and while uh, <clears throat> I don't know about all of you, but I was not going to put my hat in for the secretary uh, to be Speaker of the House, although I think at some point just about anybody could have become right, Speaker right. of the House. So good that mm-hmm. they've got one now. But um, And in the middle of the pandemic, I came to the realization that I really did not want to be a full-time CEO anymore. 
um, that mm. that my uh, where my passions lie and where my strengths lie are really helping people and turning intent into action and, and driving change in organizations. So instead of doing that for one, I do that for many now. So I, I, I do a variety of strategic plan. I do strategic planning, board governance, leadership. You do training, everything. You stay teams. busy. <laughs> I do it all. And I also, but I also have a travel side. Part of being a consultant is I've got this, this travel blog that I love that feeds my yeah. soul and informs what I do. Um, right. And so I'm a digital nomad that, uh, Travels around. In fact, you find me today in Atlanta. Uh, well, I don't know when the podcast is going to be broadcast, but today when you're in. Well, I'm actually in Florida. That's great. We're all out of, out of different states right now. Excellent. So it's awesome. It's power up thing. So uh, uh, that's where I am. I grew up in Montana. Uh, I let's uh, switch a little bit about me. Oh, I know that Montana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, a new that's tidbit. Great. That's great. And and Greg, we you mentioned a little bit about ASBO and, and Jack was kind of mentioning that too in the introduction. That's kind of how we met you through our ASBO New York board of directors. And you came and did some professional development with us. We focus specifically on behavioral assessment tools. We use the disc profile specifically, but you know, as we talk offline, there are many different opportunities to kind of do some kind of behavioral self-assessment, not just discs, but could you speak in general of what these behavioral assessment tools are and what is kind of the process? Like kind of maybe explain kind of what you did with our group. So first, I'm a huge believer in the power of these tools to help frame a, a person inside. Um, uh, there are a number of them out there. Like I said, we use the DISC. Uh, there's uh, Myers-Briggs is probably the one that's most famous. People know there's Strength Finders, another one called Predictive Index. And they are, they are self-assessment tools, and that's critical because it's really about starting with understanding who you are. So all of them have some form of online tool that they use. Some, some require more uh, uh, engagement by somebody from the firm. Others are very, um, uh, very self-standalone uh, by themselves. And, you know, what you do is you just go in to the to whichever tool it is and you answer a series of questions. And a lot of times when people start with the questions, they're like, what on earth is this going to tell me about myself? Uh, I remember years ago I took one. I don't remember what it was, but it asked, I like to eat crunchy snacks or quiet snacks. It's very like, specific. I like to eat fried snacks. It wasn't one of the options, but <laughs> <laughs> crunchy, crunchy was where how I interpreted fried. So, so you take it online and then you get all of them provide you a report. And what the report does is it says, this is how you behave in certain situations. This is how you process information. This is how you like to be, uh, this is what gives you passion in work. And so it gives you this tool that says, this is who I am. And it's always fun to watch people who take one of these assessments for the first time to get the report and be like, how did you get in my head? Is that usually the reaction? Are people, is it pretty spot on when people take yeah. these assessments? You know, the, the tool, the, the good ones, the ones that are, you know, that are really validated and, and, and have been updated over time, they really are pretty good at finding your core. Now, there's always something where you're like, well, that's not me or I don't do that because they're not stereotype, right? I mean, these, right, are, right. these are generalizations, but mm -hmm. the good ones. And one of the things I do like about DISC is I think DISC does a really good job of finding your sort of core way of being. Yeah. And it's also really fun when somebody reads it and goes, well, this isn't, well, um, the, uh, 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 
Well, I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, my wife is it. how I am. <laughs> wow. So, so, Greg, I have to say that, um, you know, that's the reason why I was all tongue-twisted and tied at the beginning of this podcast, because that's exactly how I felt. Like, this is me. When I did the assessment, it hit, it was spot on. And so, um, but really, my my question here is, and I get there's a bunch of series of questions they ask you, but how do you, and you just, well, you just also mentioned, I'm all the place here, but you mentioned that how they're not all the same and some do better than others. But in general, how accurate uh, are some of these assessments? And really, um, what, are, what do the better ones, what do they specifically measure and or help you predict? You know, I think, I, I, I think they're relatively accurate around who the core person is. Whether they're okay. acting that way or not may be different. So some of uh, them, will, some of them will find say this is who you are at the core, mm-hmm. which means if you are actually presenting yourself differently, then you're using energy to be that other person. You're using you're using capability you would maybe put towards a task to staying to looking less less to being more patient. Um, so in other words. It's very easy through the questions to, to, to gauge patience. So the ones that gauge your ability to be patient um, <laughs> often are the sometimes where someone goes, ah, but I, uh, it, it caught me because I'm spending all the time trying to prove to people that I'm actually quite patient and understanding when inside I'm screaming, shut up, go back to your office and just do your darn job. <laughs> oh, and my so, gosh. <laughs> and so I think the key for these assessments and when you use them is understanding where you're using capacity, your leadership capacity to counter something that's okay. in your core. Got it. And also, maybe being honest about it. So, you know, if if you're spending a lot of time trying to be patient and you tell your colleagues, I'm a highly impatient person, let them help you also because, see, they might have huge patience. And so they don't even realize that they're driving you absolutely crazy. So mm. these assessments are also about how you can set yourself up to ask the people in your life to say, you know, once everybody realized I have no patience, people understand that anything over about a 10-minute meeting with me, 10-minute conversation when I was a CEO, mm-hmm. was a complete waste of their time after at, starting at a meeting at number 11. Can relate. Right? Right. And, and so that's where I think they become really strong. Now, all of them also kind of give you outlying um, behaviors and outlying things. That's where that begins to be maybe a little bit um, less succinct because it's it's, it's, you know, the further you get away from the core, the less strong something is. Um, so, you know, I, we, I, in the disc, you know, there's one where you're feeling and intuitive. But then if you've got, Kate, if you've got qualities with low patience, you're still going to every now and then show up as sort of that type A, you know, driven, less patient person. Because you're, when your patience runs out, you... You 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 revert right, so not revert. You you go into that other. It's area. like you chip away your willpower, so you don't have that to mm-hmm. yeah. to um, run interference in who your core yeah. is. You know, and I think on any of these assessments, though, Jack, you have to be very careful that they are a they are a snapshot of a moment in time as well. This is true. Yeah. Um, generally, they don't change over time, but. 
you know, I have, I know actually have a, someone I was working with, they took it, they looked at the disc and they said, I just, I, this makes no sense to me. This makes no mm. sense to me. So we had a conversation. Their mother had died in the last 90 days. Oh. Their child was, there was some issues with one of their children. Mm-hmm. Her relationship was under incredible stress from uh, everything else happening in her life. Yep. And she was averaging three hours a day of sleep. So, wow. yeah, your body is not the same. That, your outlook. Your, 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 yeah. You know, you're in, sure. a coping, you're, in a, you're in a survival coping mode at that point, right? So I Correct. said, let's put mm-hmm. the disc away. And I actually said, maybe let's get you a coach. Like, let's get you somebody who can coach you through this moment in time. Yeah. Right. And um, a little different. It, mm-hmm. it was funny. So redid the read and then we're doing an engagement. So redid the disc and went, oh, that's me. This is actually who I am, right? Because it made a little more sense. Yeah. It, it, the, the stress of the moment so overwhelmed the tool that it can't um, pick that up. The other yep. thing, none of these assessments, none of these assessments test are core values. They don't test honesty. They don't test. <laughs> they don't test um, uh, ethical ethics. They, so none of that is present. So if you know, if you're if you're a pathological liar. A uh, someone who will steal, cheat, and 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 it, your disc profile won't pick that up because those are mm-hmm. those are those are core those are other areas. It might be <laughs> it might show up in sort of your willingness to accept authority or follow rules, but okay. it, but an assessment won't pick up if you're a liar. Because we need our, one of those, Greg. Can, can you make one of those? We need that. The one yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, There are other assessments out there that can that can kind of look for it, but they're, I they're gotcha. you have to be very careful about that because this is great. Um, yeah. So I think but, you always have to be careful. Well, you know, he's he's a caring, giving individual, but I also know he steals. Yeah, he's gonna make you feel really good about it as he's stealing. And he's your taking stuff. your wallet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Greg, I have to say that people do evolve over time too, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm not the same person almost 20 years ago, you know, in college, coming out, whatever. You know, it's it's a difference, you know, yeah. so that's great. And I think a lot of this, we just, you were focusing on kind of knowing oneself and the importance of that. But in our experience, we did this in a group setting. So I'm guessing it's equally as important to kind of know the people that you surround yourself with most. So in our session, we did our, our disc profiles and we kind of shared out to the group and we were all looking around at each other like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And there weren't a lot of surprises, but would you say that it's important or just as important to do this with your close coworkers or people that you surround yourself with most often, just so you know who you're dealing with on a very behavioral assessment level? Yeah. I think it can be incredibly helpful and powerful in a, in, in work group settings. So absolutely, if you, you know, and that's really where a number of them, Strength Finder, DISC, Predictive Index in particular, are really designed to help power and drive the cohesion and understanding in a team. So it's that kind of understanding that, you know, yeah, um, Bob isn't meek and isn't, um, you know, timid. It's Bob processes information and needs time to think about something before he speaks. And if you're a very type A driven, you know, direct person, you could have the assessment that, you know, oh, well, Bob's, you know, Bob's, right? 
And vice versa, mm-hmm. Bob could also have the assessment, well, my boss is a jerk, doesn't understand me, doesn't give me time. And so I think in a setting, in a, in a work setting, I mean, the, there's lots of power there, lots of people that do that. We like using it when we do particularly board trainings and, 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 and group trainings with volunteers. We find it, it very powerful when we're trying to establish group norms. How is the board going to co-op? How is the board going to work as a group where you're yeah. all volunteers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can direct your staff. At the end of the day, they can decide whether they want to work with you, whether they want to stay there or not. It's a job. I mean, right? Correct. Boards are a little different. I mean, you're all equal. Mm-hmm. You're all volunteers. So I work, was working with a group and <laughs> all of them were like the kind of people who wanted bullet points they i mean they were fine if they got the entire board was fine if they got the agenda the hour before the meeting because they never looked at the agenda prior to the right. hour so what's the difference the right <laughs> right yep uh-huh. so as, as we were working on the norms on that and one of the things they said is well one of our norms is that the agenda you know the agenda one of our norms is the agenda is done two weeks in advance the whole room went well that's just stupid why would we do it two weeks in advance everything's going to change <laughs> right whereas um, John, oh, I remember with your board, when we were talking about some of those norms, there were a number of people in your group in, with your board that were like, if you send it to us the day before, that's not how we process information. It's not that we're micromanaging. Yeah. We I know who said that. <laughs> we have a lot of planners on our board. Right? right? I definitely and know who so, said that. I won't shout anybody out, though. <laughs> and so it's using these tools to understand why somebody is processing information that they are. And we find when people have a better sense of who the who their peers are, um, it helps set those those norms for group dynamic. And that's where it's more fluid. Yeah. 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 Synergy. You've worked with a lot of associations. I mean, when we talk about specific to school finance and school business officials, um, who in our realm should really be focused on doing these kind of tasks? And, you know, when is kind of the most ideal time to to really take this on? It's you know, I think to, to do it seriously, it is a big investment in your time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when when is the best time, would you say, or is or is there never a best time? You've got to make time for it. So I think you make time for it to do to set to set a to, you know, to set a baseline for the team and to understand yourself. Even if you only take it yourself, there's a number of you can go online and just take yourself. You don't have you buy it. You get a yeah. high level. You get a high level thing. You can look at it and go and you can hand that to your staff. At, you can hand that to your staff at any time and say, here, this is me. Just so you understand. Here you go. This is right. me. Yeah, or you get it to your mm-hmm. superintendent. Hi, this is me. Would you like to take this? <laughs> I really like to understand you because you are driving me crazy. Um, this could be a really nice uh, thing in an interview process, you know, yes. like getting to know who Actually, somebody yeah. is. Well, yeah. So some organizations have formalized this. And if you're going to do this, you really want to formalize it so that your, your HR department is fully on board. You understand how you're using it. It doesn't become, it, it doesn't become a, a, an initial screening tool. It is a tool that is used to inform an interview to make sure. Because some groups you know, can be like, oh, well, we won't hire somebody with X, Y, you know, that's this. Yeah, this we don't program. hire anybody in the yellow region. Like, and it's like, that's, that is a, mis- well, first of all, it's just a mistake anyway, because yeah. you want a broad group. Um, so if you don't do it, if it's not ingrained and trained and there's a culture around using it properly for interviews. By the way, a lot of candidates freak out when you ask for it from an interview because they, you know, they, if it's not done right. But if you have it in place, a lot of organizations will hand it to you once you've accepted and go, hi, now that you're here, we just want, we're going to ask you to do this. Then we're going to share it with you. We're going to share how you look at all your, your colleagues 
so that some of the mystery of them and your newness coming on board gets um, swept away. Oh, you know, Ryan is Ryan is yellow. That okay? That that makes okay. What is you know what does that mean? Um, and so um, you know, it's I love doing it around team building where you where you just kind of do it and have a conversation around it on how we are going to have to work together yeah. based on how we process information. It's really what a lot of the, these assessments are about: how you process information. Just, okay. just like when we were together with your board and there was some, that yes. was kind of funny, you know, how people were, were even sitting together at, at other things. You're like, yep, totally yep, makes that sense. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> so, Greg, um, you know, you recently, well, you conducted with us. You recently conducted at um, the ACE. Just in general, um, what kind of feedback do you, you normally get from these assessments? And the only reason, only reason why I'm asking in particular is because I'm wondering if, as the time goes on, do these assessments get even more fine-tuned? Like in the future, do you see them as shifting in one direction or the other? You know, I, I want to be careful because I'm not an expert on any of any single uh, platform. I, you know, because often the, the organizations we go into have different platforms. So, mm -hmm. um, and we, um, we at Tech International often use Myers-Briggs because it's the, it's free, you can get a free one. And, you, and, and, and it's the most known. So people kind of have a sense. And if people are okay. younger than Myers-Briggs. So all, all, I think all of these assessments over time fine tune, the good ones fine tune themselves to, to adjust and take advantage of, of you know, additional knowledge. It's mm -hmm. gonna, I think it's gonna be fascinating just sort of on a high level thing on what AI may do to these, um, to these assessments. Oh yeah. That's right. Um, the ability, the ability to you know to to sort of formulate, predict, maybe more of a dialogue with the tool rather than mm -hmm. a than a yes no. But again, I can I can already see some of my friends in other industries going you know it, it, depending on how the AI is written to what the AI is using as its foundation that could get very dark very quickly. Right. That's correct. <laughs> You're right. Um, um, you know, and, and I, and I think there's, there's still a lot of, um, you know, people have not, not everybody has a really good experience around it. And so, you know, one of the strengths that I think we do when we approached it at ASBO was that mm. this was about understanding you interacting with others. Yep. Yes. It's not used as an evaluation tool. It's used mm -hmm. as a tool to make you a better leader, to make you more self-aware I think for years, a lot of organizations um, maybe use these more punitively. You know, they were like, we're looking for, we're looking for, not associations, but a lot of companies were like, we're looking for killer salespeople. Right. So if you didn't I have see. the right profile, you didn't have the right yeah, history, those traits. Yep. they didn't hire you, right? Yeah. And they ended up with that because they were never testing for ethics. You know, this is true. Yeah. Right? yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and so and just because somebody doesn't has a disc profile that may or any assessment profile that's different from the core, um, the core values of a position doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that individual hasn't hasn't trained themselves to be incredibly effective. Right. I mean, I know mm -hmm. some very, very good introvert. I mean, I mean, almost as dysfunctionally introverted people that I am as dysfunctionally extroverted. <laughs> who would be more nurturing, would be more of those softer, those softer uh, uh, traits. I, and I don't mean yep. that in, I don't mean that in a, a less important, I just mean less abrasive, who are it. some of the world's best salespeople. Yep. 
Yeah. They because, but they use energy to be those other characteristics. Mm-hmm. And so it's also like, you know, now we don't, in the old was sell, 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 just sell, 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 right? Hard, hard sell. Now they're teaching salespeople to listen. So those summer softer skills were actually, were probably originally maybe not sales skills, but actually yeah. are sales skills. So as mm-hmm. the as the skill sets change, it also allows you to say, where do I where do I need to invest in my capability? You know, patience. I'm going to go back to myself. Highly impatient mm-hmm. when I was younger. As I was a CEO, I had to. I every day I had to. I had to make myself be more patient. And it was the assessments that helped me understand that that was a weakness for me. Could be a strength too, right? I mean, the ability to make a decision, the ability to, you know, but Correct. but I needed to. I needed to make sure I had a break. And interestingly mm-hmm. enough, at both of my associations where I was a CEO, my break was my CFO, my colleague who was the CFO, who who had the strength to look at me and go, "Okay, so did you did you want me to run numbers on that?" No, but yes. Did you? Did you? Have you? Have you spoken to so and so about that? No, but I. I will stop. Stop. Stop putting a break on me. Yeah. Um, and and it was making and it was the fact that we made such a good team because it wasn't that this was an individual who didn't want change. In fact, she wanted a lot of change. She just her job was to make sure that the change was planned. My job was to vision the change. Her job was to help make sure it got implemented. And, you know, if you don't have if you don't have that, if you don't have both and that's what the assessments can help you say. Pairs you with the right people. Yeah. 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 See how you can work with others. Perfect. Yeah. Well, well Greg, um, winding down here, any guests that we have in our podcast, we always like to give them the opportunity to kind of leave with the last word of uh, parting advice. So given everything that we've discussed today. To all of our listeners, whether they're new business officials or seasoned business officials, what piece of advice can you offer up um, as we wind down here? Well, I, you know, I think that the advice that I would give to any school of business official, and I've had the opportunity to work with lots of you, first of all, is to um, take pride in and 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 be incredibly proud of the of the work and the role that you're doing, and that you know, I, a lot of times I think sort of everybody. Everybody kicks you, right? Because everybody, every, you're just sort of the perfect person to kick because you're the, be, you know, you're the, you're the deliverer of real news, not bad news. You're just, yeah. you know, you, um, so the advice there is that, you know, be proud of the work that you're doing. And then the other advice I give to everyone is if you've, if you've taken one of these assessments in particularly, and you're spending a lot of energy to deliver a capability or a quality that's not in your core, but you're delivering it. Remember that that's really draining. Yeah. And so the that's final advice I have to anyone in any role, but particularly to, to you guys, just the stories I hear is make sure you're taking care of yourself and make sure you're recharging yourself because your districts need you your, and, you know, and we need you. Yeah. Um, so that's the final advice I give is that, um, you know, take own oxygen mask first is the real advice that I have. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. age advice. Well, thanks so much, yeah. Greg. Thank you, guys. Awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate all of your time today. We know uh, what a busy individual you are. So just to carve out uh, 30 minutes for us means a lot. So uh, I'm sure this won't be the last time we speak. But uh, thank you, Greg. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to seeing you again, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you again for tuning in to SBF Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Greg today. We had a firsthand yeah. experience with him and it was mm-hmm. ex- exceptionally positive. And I hope everybody is kind of inspired to maybe look towards behavioral assessment tools in the future. Yeah, John, you know, I have to say that when, you know, we first did it, you're like, ah, it's just a bunch of questions, you know, um, is it really going to assess you? It's, it's pretty much really good. Spider. And not just the this other ones as well. Um, but what's so interesting, John, is that how the point that Greg made toward the end about, you know, you could be a pathological liar yeah. or, you know, different things. It does engage that. But what it does, and I think helps for us, because we deal with relations, right, with our board members, with our superintendent, which, by the way, I might even actually give my superintendent mine. But yeah, I don't know. We talk about this offline. But yeah. it's really about that. And that will help you be more productive and, you know, the efficacy behind it. So, um, you know, it was great, you know, and I, I think that uh, over time, you know, like he said with the salesperson too, it's not really about selling, selling and just, you know, those traits. Sometimes now it's about empathy, right? And um, and maybe more caring and these people top sales folks as well. So really interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 And from firsthand experience, I think we had a very positive setting with our board. And, you know, I think, you know, not to speak for you, Jack, but I think we would both agree that you know, we'd recommend something like this if you were part of a, an association or maybe even try it in your business office uh, as a solution to really identifying who you are as a school business official and who you're working with in your, in your office. But Absolutely. at any rate, yeah, thank you again, uh, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll be back next week.